0: Jai So good evening, everyone, and for those of you who haven't been with us thus far. We are discussing the uh, truth about sharanagati. And uh, we've talked about it from a number of different angles and gradually from the Tantra to the Sri Sampradaya to the core original Shastra, Gurus, mentions of it, Jirup, Sanatana, Jijiva, Goswami and various um, books of theirs. Mm. We um, came to the theologizing about it in uh, the writing of Bhakti Vinod Thakur and how he has made it a, a centerpiece of his Funny bar of his family, of which we are all fortunate uh, and illustrious members. Please come. Make yourself comfortable. So it's been an interesting uh, discussion and in the context of exploring the ways in which Bhaktivinoda Thakur developed the seed ideas of Sharanagati as they're found in the Goswami's Gantas or texts, commentaries and so forth, we um, we looked at... um, Ansharanagati as a limb of Vati-bhakti can be seen in relation to Ragh-bhakti, our ideal. So we have yet to discuss all the different limbs at any any length, but uh, maybe we do that a little bit uh, tonight. And the song that you've been singing here lends itself to that. Mm -hmm. Dr. Bhaktivinoda wrote many songs on Sharanagati, as you know, three, two, one, four songs for each of the different uh, limbs as they're described in the Tantra. So far we've only talked at some length about Gopritve mm-hmm. Gopkritvevaranam means this is the Lakshan of Saranagati, the, the primary characteristic. The others are the tathastana lakshan, which means the marginal characteristics they serve to support that. So this is the center of the whole affair, goprat vevaram. And that means it, it it carries with it, as the other uh, limbs of Sharanagati do, it's a certain mood. Hmm? Yeah, so this is the central mood, if you will, spirit behind Sharanagati, because goprat vevaram tata is the primary, um, the principal characteristic of the way in which it manifests, it's understood, to be present. Dependence is the mood, dependence. Gokrit varanam, That Krishna is my maintainer. I'm dependent upon him. Asaranargata means, like in Kali Raj Parikshit was moving about in his um, jurisdiction. In Bhagavat we find this, the king... And, uh, and, um, at one point he found the, uh, a cow, was not it? The cow, a bull, standing on three legs, and he found the sudra dressed as the king. we got plenty of those, but, uh, these days, it's Kali Yuga anyway, he said. So he chastised the king, and this is of course a metaphorical, um, uh, uh, explanation of, in the Bhagwats, of the situation of the time, the, the climate of the times in, in which we live. I the, think the, the millennia of of Kali means literally quarrel and uh, hypocrisy and so forth. Uh, it wouldn't be hard to convince people of that, that we live in such hypocritical times. Um... And it's so bad that it filters into the devotee community, which where it becomes extra unbecoming. We should watch out for that. So, um, anyway, he chastises the king, and the king becomes, which is Kali, personified, dressed up as a king, he becomes a Sharanagata. <laughs> so he, he said, well, again, I, I take shelter of you, And because I take shelter of you, what was the implication? You have to give me somewhere to live. Hmm? So he was given four places, four and a half or five places to live, and those places are to be avoided and so forth. Most of you are familiar with those haunts of Kali. <clears throat> um, so the point, anyway, I'm bringing up is this is the idea of a Sharanagata. Is uh, another example uh, is, uh, I'll give you from the uh, Divine Lilo of Shiva. Goranga Mahaprabhu, that uh, in the passing yearly, annually from from Nadia to to uh, Puri, the devotees would travel to meet with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Puri, where he had taken up his seaside residence. Yes, what kind of sannyasi is he? Hmm? At uh, following the orders of his mother. <laughs> this is what kind of sannyasi Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is. It's all a ruse actually hmm. he's as attached as anybody or more than most to his mother, to his family, to the people of his own, his own kind hmm. but for us he did that hmm. he pretended to be detached from his family, who are his parshadas his this is his his b- very makeup, their praying, is, 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 you know, his, as I said just earlier, the, the praying corresponds with the object, the love corresponds with the object in which it uh, reposes itself. The two are one and different. Which comes first? The seed of the tree, which comes first? Radha or Krishna? Hmm. yes, you, you never find an end to that. So, similarly with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he is, he is Krishna in it is achar acarja-lila. Achar means it means it it, it, uh, it uh, implies character, achar behavior. So, a way of teaching primarily by example, precept. Uh, what do you say? Example speaks louder than precept. This is the way in which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu conquered so many uh, and converted so many powerful and influential people we see that he didn't um, really overpower them by teaching. Although he gave them some teaching, he overpowered them and thereby created teachable moments in their lives. Mm. And then he went into their hearts and filled them to one extent or another with his teaching. He converted, for example, Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya. Bhattacharya is a very well-known person. He, you can read about him in the encyclopedia Britannica. He's the most famous logician in all of uh, Indian history. Him and maybe his student, uh, Raghunath, uh, um, not Raghunath, Das Swami, a different Raghunath. Shiromani, Raghunath Shiromani. <laughs> Raghunath Shiromani, you don't mind if we take a boat trip here. He was <laughs> a little bit of a circle or, or, or a, a, a um, tangent he was on a boat with Mahaprabhu and he's in the Ganga the and he said, uh, the Mahaprabhu said to him he said to Mahaprabhu, I've written a book on logic and I would uh, like you to, he might, you know, to read that book and see what you, uh, what you think of it and uh, Mahaprabhu said, I, I, I wrote one too or something like that, he, he said, you read mine, so then he began to read Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's book and he began to cry the Mahaprabhu said, why are you crying? He said, my book is useless. The Mahaprabhu said, yeah, the Mahaprabhu said, then throw it away. <laughs> throw it in the Ganges. It was thrown in the Ganges, and he became was famous logician <laughs> in all of India. So much for logic. That's the point. That's so, at any rate, Sarabhauma, he, he was huge. I mean, he he is the one that brought the crown if you will, of, you know, of debate and logic and argument the, from Matila, where it was held, to Nadia, which became in India at, at that time the most famous place. If you were going to debate you, and, 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 and uh, have a reputation for such, then you had to win in Nadia. Hmm? It was a big place of, of learning. Mm. The way he did that is he, he went to Matila where they had a particular book, I forget the name of it now, they wouldn't let it out of there. But he memorized the book, Sarvoma. Then he went back with the memory and from there he taught and developed his own system. So he's very famous anyway, <laughs> Sarvaboma Bhtacharya. Mm. And and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu converted him by by being silent, actually. He, became, he wanted to teach Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu was devotee He said, "No, you, can, you cannot teach him. He's Bhagwan." And he said, "No, he's, he's he's related to my 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 father's father from Nadia, and he wants to teach me. How can you object? I can always improve." Hmm? So he heard Vedanta from Sarvabhauma, of course, and for seven days he lectured, and Chaitanya Dev said nothing. The power of his silence, just just took over the whole room and it was so heavy, the weight of his silence, the gravity. Hmm? Sarabhoma became nervous. He thought, he must know something. Does he know anything? Is he understanding? I, uh, so this way, the big Sarabona, who was he was a teacher of logic to sannyasis, to to get them, to, he would teach the sutra, the sutra is kind of the nyaya of the, uh, you know, uh, kind of a logic of how the sutra, how, this, how the Upanishads work, all those diverse as it appears sounds, how they're actually working in the same way and giving a, a, a concerted uh, opinion, a course, hmm, an, an ideal and a means to arrive at it, so forth. So, this was his, um, his, his preoccupation. He would lecture to sannyasins so that they, they wouldn't, uh, Vedantin, so they wouldn't get distracted by, World, it'd have them, their minds fixed, and so forth. So, anyway, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was silent, and he became overwhelmed by the silence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and then he said, "You know, what do you understand? What do you not understand?" And this way, he he Chaitanya had created, like I say, a teachable moment. Then he said, "Yeah, I understand what you said. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I," you know he said, "You've covered the the sun of this, you know the sutras with the." the cloud of your imaginary meanings and so forth. Um, so, in this way, same with Prakashananda Saraswati, he converted him just by his humility, hmm? by his being uninterested in associating with the other sannyasis. He was in the street singing and chanting, which sannyasis were thought, what are you going to do? What is a sannyasi singing and chanting, dancing with people in the street? He should be studying the Vedanta, sitting peacefully, doing Vivek." you know, introspection and so forth. So, so anyway, they invited him and, and to, to instruct him, finally came and sat down where they would leave their shoes and wash their feet before coming into the temple. And his, they were quite proud of their learning, but his humility, welcome, embarrassed um, them and created again a, Teachable moment and so forth. And if you look at all the instances of Chaitanya Dev's great conquests in terms of um, um, sharing his uh, his what would appear to be a new religious idea, which was actually uh, the essence of the text that that um, are sometimes missed even by the learned. Um, all of these attempts are basically, uh, they, they teach us that he taught by his example. If you have, you know, that you don't have to say as much. That's why I talk so much, because I don't have that good, you know, of a realization, so I have to talk. But if you have enough, you can just sit quietly <laughs> and convert everybody, as he did. So, um, anyway, by, by example, to teach by example, achar, this is Krishna's achar Lila, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's Acharya leva. Hmm. And um, so Bhakti Bhaktivinoda, anyway, he has him, what, coming to the world. Hmm? He says, "Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu, Jive Doya Kodi, Sapasha Dasuya Dham Saha Avotari. He's coming, he's teaching by his example. Hmm. Uh, and what is he teaching? He says that. Uh, what he says, <laughs> atyanta preem, bari They came to give the gift of preem. pakater hmm? pran, and by teaching the way of sharanagati, which is the life pakateer pran, the life of the devotees. So he's again, we talked about this. He's put these two things together. Now he'll go on and speak, speak, sing, uh, right. Poetically, briefly, about the different angas. The main one again, that uh tata We're talking about that in the context of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela. Hmm. What kind of sannyasi is he? As I said, he did what it, he just followed his mother. Mother said, Living Puri, yes, mom, I'll do that. <laughs> So this, he's a sannyasi. He's teaching by example, but that's for us. He reached out to us. His 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 full self is in Nadia, not in his sannyas leela. Sannyas leela is outreaching to us and teaching by example through Nam and his his conversions and so forth, the way he conducted himself, and all that. If we follow that leela, is meant to take us through the Gambira and take birth in Nadia and take Kirtan in the house of Srivastakur there you will find your Swarup in Krishna Leela hmm. uh, so Kirtan prabhavi smalana Swabhavi. as we mentioned earlier this is a nice poem of Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur. don't think that this um, this um, Bhakti will be um, attained uh, by any method, more readily, more easily than by Namsan Kirtan. Nam Chintamani. Make a wish and chant the name. Everything will come. Hmm? So, the devotees anyway, they would come from Pur, from Nadia every every year to see Chit and the Mahaprabhu in, in Puri. And, and the leader of the group was Sri Shivananda Sain. He would manage it. And one year, then a dog came, right? Mm-hmm. A dog came and joined the group. Mm-hmm. And so, Sivananda Sain he took in the dog. The dog became, this is an example of a Sharanagata in terms of the sruplakshan. What else can a dog do? Show humility, you know? <laughs> him a little difficult accepting the favorable rejecting the other. No, but he did he did in the a, in a, in a central sense of the of the term he took shelter and so uh, so Shriyana seen of course accepted him mm-hmm. and um, even then one night the devotee who was assigned Shriyana who was a manager to to set aside some prashan for the dog didn't do so and the dog disappeared and this ruined the trip for um, Shivananda he said that dog came and became a sharanagata and i am bound by the law of sharanagati to 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 maintain him hmm? this is the power then of this central feature of sharanagati uh, so uh, he was very disturbed of course that Spirit of his was such that that Krishna won't let uh, uh, such a person fail who, who you know who feels like that. So when they arrived in Puri, there was the dog hmm. in Mahaprabhu's tent, you know, or uh, place, and Mahaprabhu was throwing prasad in his mouth, Hare Krishna, <laughs> Hare Ram, and the dog disappeared. Hmm. Well, the ideas he went to Kuntham hmm. just by sharanagati and we mentioned this the other day Jeeva prasanna has explained it's possible just by sharanagati alone nothing else not diksha anything you can go to vaikuntha of course here in godiasampradaya we don't want to go to vaikuntha so <laughs> we, we we don't take sharanagati as a method or as a practice unto itself but as an anga of bhakti and although it is an anga of Vaiti bhakti we find that there is some relationship between vaidhi bhakti and rag bhakti for those who want rag bhakti but don't have a taste they want it because they are attracted to someone who, who has it they attach themselves to such a person and as far as they can they incorporate whatever is relevant to rag bhakti into their lives and otherwise they follow strictly the vaidhi bhakti this is the one limb of vaidhi bhakti very uh, as i said uh, as, as bhakti no is representing very central and we've discussed this at some length so this is the anyway and we've discussed this here we are a little bit more the suruplakshan of sharanagati. this mood again behind it is dependence I'm dependent on Krishna just uh, this uh, sarva dharman put it jamam ekam sharanam braja hmm? Krishna says this is the conclusion of the Gita I give up all the dharma just surrender to me it means that in the dharmic realm, in the realm, in the karma marg, all the gods and goddesses have to be taken into consideration. If I'm going to eat, I have to worship this way. If I'm going to sleep good, I have to turn this way and worship. And before I do take a bath, I have to pay my respects over here. And this is a way of showing some kind of basic gratitude that my life as an individual, my sensual, mental, intellectual life is dependent upon things in the macrocosm in order for that to, to for them to occur. So, with gratitude, I live my life. I color my life with a, with a, with a, with a, with a godly crayon, so to speak, a shade. Hmm? And then um, and, and, and there's a very comprehensive uh, teaching about this. It's almost like overbearing. Hmm? How much you have to be grat- grateful for everything you do. <laughs> and a mantra for this, and a direction to face for that. And so. But it's a nice idea, overall. Like I said, it's the, it's the reality that if you have a light and you have heat and you have water with a switch and a valve and a button in a mailbox, you have a bill. So there's somebody on the other end. And you have to, even with reluctance, sign the check or the lights will go out. So this is the Dharma mark, the Karma mark. And sarva dharmam krita ja mamikam. This verse of Gita means, you forget this stuff. Hmm? Krishna says, take shelter of me. This is Sharanagati. That's why I say, this Sharanagati mentioned in the Gita, where Arjuna, Krishna tells Arjuna to be my devotee, it's simple, this is what I want, love me. Then he starts to say, this is ragmark. just love me. Manmana. Bhagavad bhakti. Manmana. Not so easy, just to fix your mind on me. Hmm? Bhakti is the way, and the way in which the example of, the, of those whose minds are best fixed on Krishna is so extreme in the bhakti school that the yoga in of itself as a practice, as a method, as sophisticated as it is of a method for controlling the mind looks very uh, uh, weak in comparison. Hmm. The example I'm speaking about, of course, is in the Prachlita, you have the gopis, they are trying to get Krishna off of their mind. They're trying to stop thinking about him. Hmm. He went away, he left, he's not coming, he said he'd come back, he hasn't come back. Why do we think about him? We shouldn't think about him. Let's not think about him. Hmm. Hmm. And of course, that, that only fosters the thinking about him that much more. Hmm. And he's present there hmm. in his the purti, he manifests, they, stay, they see him, they think they're dreaming. He sends him a letter through Uddhava. I'm, I'm actually there. I actually come. First time. So this is the power of bhakti. We actually don't usually, I mentioned this the other night, say bhakti yoga, unless it's for some kind of propaganda. We separate bhakti from yoga. Bhakti is a thing unto itself. Hmm? Yoga is not something you, that, that is a function of the soul. Jnana is not a function of the soul. Jnana is the retiring of ignorance and karma. Hmm? and there's nothing to do. Hmm? Yoga is not a function of the soul. It's another method for retiring the karma hmm? and controlling the subtle, the body and so forth, and fixing the mind. But bhakti is an actual function of the soul. It's the dharma of the soul Krishna. So, it's of an e- eternal nature. It it's has no cause. Hmm? It's its own cause. Hmm? It's not a product of this world. So, uh, a very kind of different idea, in a sense, and um, and then at the same time, that which is accomplished by gyan or yoga is obviously accomplished within the context of bhakti, in such a big way. I mean, if you were to if you were to dig a hole and put all of your karma in it and cover it up, you know something like this is like yoga or gyan's a pretty good job. But but in bhakti, we we throw it all in there, cover it up, and build a temple on top of it. It's never gonna never gonna come out, and we're gonna dance on top of it. You know, um, so <laughs> so um, so bhakti function of the soul. Hmm. So um, with uh, uh, so anyway, dependence <laughs> dependence on Krishna, Sharanagati. Hmm. this is the Suruplakshan of of uh uh the Suruplakshan of, of of Bhakti Krishna says in the Gita, Sarvadharman paritya Jamami Sharanam Braja. If we go then it's the end of the he says how to do it, how to love me. Oh you do this. Don't love anybody else, he says. Sarva dharman forget about those people. Of course it's 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 interesting because in the context of loving Krishna, the surrendering to Krishna if you will, exclusive devotion to Krishna, you never find anywhere anyone who can say something and to say something more flattering hmm, about Shiva, about Kali, about Ganesh about uh, any god or goddess than the devotees of Krishna, if they're actually devotees of Krishna. Hmm? You should check this out. I mean, I went once to Malaysia on my way to India. Was it Malaysia? I think so. Singapore. right, I stopped there. And uh, come on, find your way. (laughs) Find your way to the bottom of your pants, I think. Uh, It's nice to have you. Nimai, right? Yeah. So um, I stopped there, and there was a there was a uh, someone had told me there's a very nice vegetarian restaurant there run by Hindu family and so forth. So so we went there, and they were very nice. It was very paka, and uh, so I, and the man who was in charge happened to be there that night. So he talked with me. And uh, he said, yeah, we've we, been here for a while. And uh, there was once some devotees of Krishna who came here. And he said, but it didn't work out. I said, what happened? He said, well, you know, we're all Sha- Shaivites here. We come from a Shaivite group. And these guys came here and we helped them. We tried to help them in every way and facilitate them. But the way they talked about Shiva, we just couldn't mm-hmm. like, take it. Mm-hmm. And eventually some people in the group, Went to the politicians and drummed them out of <laughs> Malaysia so a long time ago. So I thought oh, so that those weren't really devotees of Krishna. That's that's uh, that's how they how they conduct themselves actually. So you, if you really study carefully, you see, especially Mande of Shiva, no one can say more flattering things, No Shaivite can flatter and say more beautiful things about Shiva than we find coming from devotees of Krishna. you have to look for yourself in the Gaudiya literature. Hmm? It's very, um, he's like, Whoa oh, that's so nice, what you he say about me? Hmm? So, it's a, he, well, he, 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 see, he has justification for saying this, Krishna. Forget about them, just focus on me. Focusing on me, they are my partial manifestations anyway for worldly duty. They? They're empowered positions, uh, hm for controlling different aspects of the world and so forth. that macrocosm that you are the microcosm of, that you should, that you are required, you are in a relationship with in order to function, that you should acknowledge and so forth. These are all, you know, <laughs> the, the gods go and their associates go. Hmm? They all come from Goloka.
1: Hmm?
0: It's Radha and Krishna, it appears as Shiva and Parvati, Indra and Sachi. Hmm? And, uh, and so many associates. You've got, you know, uh, Sridham, he's uh, Garuda. Yeah. Why? Because in Praj, he carries, uh, Krishna carries him on his shoulders after defeating him. And in Varka, uh, Garuda carries Krishna wherever he goes. So all these associates, hmm, of Krishna, they follow him through all his different incarnations, hmm, and as in the empowered posts, of this world, that the gods and goddesses assume, uh, as it's seen in, in, in Hinduism, these he, they are, these partial empowerments partially represent him and their associates are partial manifestations of the associates of Krishna and so forth. That's why you get these statements in the Bhagavatam, and mis, misconceived ideas like through Madhva, that all oh, the gopis are apsaras and these kind of... Jiva Goswami, of course, explained all these things wonderfully. Hmm? Krishna's two, blah, blah, blah. blah. So, I am. so it's, uh, it's, it's Krishna says, just forget about the gods and goddesses. Hmm? And surrender to me. But if we do that, we find, oh, you will you respect the gods and goddesses more than those who who only show them gratitude like a child. Thank you, and give me. This is the karma mark, basically. I do this. I worship you so that I can get something. The more we attach getting to our giving, then, the less we are giving, right? So in Karma mark where the gods are, you know, let's have the gods everywhere, you know, and they and they want uh, 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 um, to prominently worship all the different gods, and so forth, it's a ruse; state. They really don't want to worship the gods. They want the things that the gods and goddesses represent, and so forth. So in Krishna Bhakti, we have a different, take on all the gods and goddesses. And if they would hear that, they would think, oh, that's my position. That's more charming. They're rather an order supplier here for people who just punch it into the computer, this mantra and this formula, and I send it back, and there's some obligation there. You do this, you get that. Bhakti's not like that. You don't do this and get that. It's not a machine. Hmm? Krishna's independent. Bhakti's independent. Hmm? Anyway, so Sarvadharman prityajya, Depend on no one else, depend only on Come Sharanam, the word comes. This is Sharanagati it comes from the Sharanam. Aham Twam Sarva Papi Vyomokshayishha. Then you go to the Bhagavatam, Dharma Projita Kaitavotra. It starts where the Gita leaves off with Sharanagati. Bhaktivinoda says they came to teach Sharanagati. Krishna said Sarvadharman prityajya Mamekam Sharanam Praja, right? And my Guru Maharaj Prabhupada used to say, but he didn't teach how to do that. Krishna says, give up everything, surrender to me. Hmm? Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, then Krishna coming as in his Acharya Leela, to teach, to show how to do that, to exemplify the precept, the teaching. Krishna could have taught it, but he lost his balance in his lila, in this world. Seeing that the, the measure of Radha's love, he lost his balance. He came to more fully taste and exp- display his, his, his brajlila, but um, he kind of went on tilt there. That is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That is the genesis of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm-hmm. And so he is, Krishna, tasting that, uh, what, he can't, what he couldn't quite taste in the brajlila, mm-hmm. and in the context of that, the overflow is the teaching. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught, as Bhakti Vinod Thakur is explaining here, the ways of Sharanagati hmm, by his example. Hmm. And this is the center of it. Varanam tataha. And this is Sharanagati, as Bhakti Vinod Thakur has theologized, is the outer characteristic of Shraddha, faith, which is the give us eligibility to tread the path. Hmm. So, Sabhadarman pratyaja this is the beginning point, it's not the end of Bhakti. To be a Sharanagata, It's not to be a premika. Sharanagati is inside prem, but prem is not inside Sharanagati. But if you do Sharanagati, you will attract prem to you. Hmm? Hmm? So Bhakti Thakur says what? He came to give with his associates. He came. He came to give the wealth, the dhan, the dhan of, of, uh, of, uh, of Goloka. That is its brain. Hmm? Hmm? The wealth is the brain. People will think the wealth is they've got cows that give whatever you want, the trees that give whatever you want, stones that will give whatever you want, wish-fulfilling stones. But the people who have all those stones, as we said earlier today, they don't want anything. Hmm? So all that material opulence comes to, to serve one who doesn't want anything. No, who doesn't want anything is one person. Who wants only Krishna? Bhukti, mukti, siddhi, kāmi, svakali, asyanta, Krishna, bhaktā, Nishkam atayi, vashanta. Hmm? Bhukti, mukti, siddhi, kāmi. We are all wanting. I want mukti, I want bhukti. Bhukti means material. Mukti means liberation, freedom. Bhukti means material enjoyment. Siddhi, some power. Bhukti, mukti, siddhi, kāmi. Sakali ashanta, you can never be peaceful. Krishna Bhakta nishkam, atayashant. He has no desire. Hmm? That means the desire to Krishna to serve Krishna is no desire. Hmm? There is no. There is no. There is. There is one thing to say: have no desire. If our problem in material life is that we have desires and we're takers, so we're taking from the environment, then. If we stop the taking, hmm, that's a kind of an indirect form of love, I suppose you could say stop taking. Hmm. But if instead of stop taking, you have to, you start giving, not only giving, you, if you convert from being a taker to being a slave, how radical is that? You understand? If you are a taker, a thief, and then you become a slave. This is the antithesis. One is taking. Now, knowledge is no owner. Hmm? Takes. Steals. The other person acknowledges as, is the, as a slave. Has One does whatever as she's told. The thief doesn't, doesn't care for any laws or anything. Goes wherever he wants. Material life is like we're all thieves. We're all taking. Nothing belongs to us. Now, you can teach a path by which you can practice to not take. Hmm? but in Bhakti we are teaching not only not taking not only giving in the Vrajlila but what Krishna is talking about here with regard to Sharanakti, he says that is slavery Hmm? in this realm there is no you cannot invoke that unless we have representation we will not be taxed Hmm? no it's not like that yeah. One of my godmothers once asked Pujupachita Puja Marsh, You know, you always talk about giving, so when do we get to take out, you know? Take a little bit, you know? Like you get, he said, Never. Wash, get rid of that thought, drive that thought from your mind. The fact is, of course, if you give and you give, you, you, you invest and invest in the bank of service, eventually, automatically the dividends of that service will they'll be sending a check. So you'll be living on the dividends. Don't take money out of the bank of yeah. save it. no. Invest there. Hmm? Hmm. So <clears throat> the beginning of this uh, Shraddha and its outer characteristic that it's actually there. Are you a- really able to tread the path? Then you see what, how this so giving us some handle on that. What is Sharanagati? So a mood anyway, of dependence. This dependence that's talked about here in Gita, for example, and as I say at the beginning of the Bhagavat, we we're told this is this is the entryway here. This is played out later in the narrative of the Bhagavatam and in, in the Govardhan Lila. This Govardhan Lila exemplifies this Sharanagati. There the the Rajvasis Krishna's associates, they were preparing to worship Indra hmm? because they felt they derived their sustenance from Indra who was the god providing the rains and without rain you don't get grass, without grass you can't feed cows and they were cowherds. So they thought it was made sense to worship the rain god. Hmm? They didn't even have a very sophisticated idea of Indra. <laughs> They just thought of him as the rain god. So anyway, <laughs> he's that. A Few other things too. Indra means the chief, so he's the big, big cheese up there in heaven. And um, of course, you may know that um, now the Kartik month is coming. This, this, this is uh, this is kind of the, the genesis of the of the Lila also, because Krishna was a child in the arms of his mother, an infant really. And um, this was an annual affair, this yogya, the sacrifice for Indra, that took place in the brudge. And it was a big affair. Everybody was involved in it. So she had all of her assistants and so forth. She's the Rani of the cowherds, the queen of the cowherds. So uh, She had many assistants, and Krishna was the prized son of the king who would be the successor and so forth. So all the assistants were out organizing for the Indra-yogya, sacrifice for Indra that they did annually. This left Mother Yasoda at home with Krishna suckling her breast. Meanwhile, it had been reported by the neighbors that Krishna was coming out of the house and stealing milk and butter and yogurt from other people's houses. Mother Yasoda refused to believe it hmm, in public, but, but inwardly she thought maybe it's true she told Nanda all the neighbors are complaining that Krishna's going and stealing butter and yogurt of course there, it was their bliss to make such complaints about Krishna to have him come to their house he's showing he's giving he's giving you know, opportunity for Vatsalya Bhakti to every every. he stole butter from every pot <laughs> milk you know from, from every cow and so forth from every family so in the context of the Lima then they're complaining as I said Bad things there are good, and the good things here are bad. <laughs> so, so it's not that hard to understand. If we understand that bad things here are also good things here are also bad, hmm? Hmm? the good things here, they're, ultimately, they're bad. Then we can understand there may be a land where bad things are good, also. Hmm? So, do I need to explain that good things are bad? Uh, okay, we'll to go on. So. Anyway, therefore, he uh, the, uh, the neighbors complained. She complained to her husband, "What kind of cowherd are you?" You know, <laughs> the son's our milk's not sweet enough. Son's going somewhere else for milk. Uh, so he took some cows from his herd, special cows. He made special grasses, and they were grazed on those grasses alone. And from that milk, Soda was boiling and making some sweets. And that pot was starting to boil over, and she was breastfeeding the child, and she had a dilemma: what to do. I have to put the child down to tend to the milk or shall I allow him to continue to, to nurse? And she decided to serve that which was dear to Krishna rather than Krishna, hmm. Tadiya Seva. was hmm. a nice idea. So she put Krishna down, she served the milk, she tended to the milk, and Krishna, of course, crawled away and caused mischief and so forth. And then she started to chase after him and then he, she was afraid he might actually run away Huh. And so she tied him up with a ribbon from her hair it's a long story the Dhammadar Leela and so forth but the point is that Krishna was of course traumatized by this in his youth imagine being tied up by your mother in the backyard what would the neighbors say if they tied up the kid in the backyard to a tree you know so well it's a very charming Leela if you study that it's so charming and how he was, she was able to tie him up and very charming but without going into that most of you are familiar with it the point is that he was Somewhat traumatized in his youth by that. And as he grew up seven years old and this yogi was still going on annually, he started to inquire about it. Why is this thing for Indra going on? What's this all about? And so forth. So father began to explain and he could understand. This is the guy that they did this whole thing and I had to, you know, had to be traumatized in my youth. So we have to put him in his place, of course. And then the whole Govardhan Leela was played out, which in which Indra was displaced, the Indra Yogi was put aside entirely. It was retired on the on the on the strength of the charming words of a young young boy only. Uh, they retired. This is the thing that was going on annually. They, there was a religious affair. They thought their livelihood was dependent upon it
1: hmm?
0: entirely. If they didn't do this, they wouldn't get the reins and they wouldn't. And they said, "Well, whatever. Okay." He says, "Don't do it." Well, we won't do it then. <laughs> Whatever they were just charmed by him. If you study the logic that Krishna gave and so forth, it's very interesting, but it doesn't it doesn't play out that well. anyway, they listened to it and they they, they, they uh, gave up the Indra yogi and he cursed his wrath, of course. and then uh, so they this is the idea of Pratyaja. this is what's being played out there, this verse of Bha of Gita, this Dharma Prajita Taita of bhagavatam hmm? that um, that constitutes as i say the heart of shrupalaksha of sharanagati just take shelter of krishna depend upon him he's maintaining us in the braj and the whole braj is involved in this so many leelas of krishna in the braj not everyone's involved right he's slaying the putana and in uh, this vakasur agasur and so forth but not everybody's witnessing all these these uh These extraordinary activities, but this, the whole of Brush, in fact, Indra sent his reins, Christian lifted the Govardhan Hill as his soul, and he protected it with his left hand. In this nice festival, too, full of prasad, he said, Feed everybody, feed the cats and the dogs and everything, except him. As he had his hand, Indra, forget that guy, you know. He's not, you know, so he was very dramatic about that. And um, and of course, Indra um, was upset, and he sent his rains and lightning and so many things, and he sent his 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 um, agents. What's happening? How's it, how's the rain going down there? Did I drown those people out yet for their you know neglecting me? No, in fact, uh, you know they're fine. They're comfortable underneath the hill. They're having a party there. And he said. They said. He said. said. Well, I'll send the lightning down. will Take that uh, destroy the mountain altogether. You know. so that didn't work, and so forth. They came back and said, yeah, in fact, the fact of the matter is, not an ant in Vrindavan has even gotten wet. Not even an ant. Every Everything is completely, you know, s- sustained and here also protected. raksha oh, this is another aspect. These two aspects come out. In Ramanuja Desamprada, they take Rakshiksha to the Vish uh, protection. Krishna's my protector as the center. In Gaudiya, we take uh, Krishna's my maintainer. They're similar, but they're but they're different. Anyway, it's played out beautifully um, and elaborately over um, several chapters in in Bhagavatam. You can understand when, when leela goes on for a few chapters. There's some really important points here, like Brahma Vimohan Lila. There's another Lila. There you find Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. So hmm? This is such an important point for Gaudiya Vaishnavism. That played out over three three chapters there in the Leela, the context of the Leela, that philosophical um, point that Krishna is the fountainhead of all avatars and so forth, is, is, is uh, uh, demonstrated. So, hmm, this way varanam. this is the center, this of, of, of Sharanagati. And then as Bhaktivana Thakura says, the other limbs are attendant So we'll just talk uh, briefly about those. Here he mentions them all in his song, right? He says uh, we have anukulyasya saṅkalpa. Anukul, pratikulyasya varanam. Anukul, pratikul. Anukul means favorable, pratikul means unfavorable. So it's a basic... Uh, Whatever is favorable to bhakti, I will accept. Whatever is unfavorable, I will reject. The spirit, the mood behind us. Remember the mood behind Gupta-tvevaranam, the Krishna's mind maintainer, the mood is dependence, one of dependence. I'm a dependent, I put myself in your hands. Hmm? The dog put himself in the hands of Srivastava. Kali put himself in the hands of the king, and he got a place. For it. He was maintained. He was, he was su- sustained. Hmm? Sustenance is what we're most worried about. How will I sustain myself? How will I maintain myself? This is our concern, right? Our minds are busy with this. I'll do this. And and even when I'm in the shower, I'm thinking I'll get that. I'll go there. I'll do this. I will sustain myself. But, so we are preoccupied with this. Hmm? See, so you, you have to think how central our concern for maintenance is. To our lives. Mm. Now you you take that central concern. You see that bhakti is very like user friendly. You're already preoccupied with your maintenance and so forth. And so you, you you start to d- develop this dependent sense, this feeling of dependence upon Krishna's three threefold. You know, with body, mind, and words, you do goprit vevaranam. Mm. This expresses this mood of dependence. With body, you live in a place. That's dedicated to Krishna, or near one, hmm? or make one, make your home one, or in your mind you live there. Hmm? So this is the idea. Go cool. within in your in your in your in your heart, or the reflection of that, your mind. You you embrace these kind of thoughts, and with your words you come out and say it. You know. I'm de- uh, Krishna. I'm dependent upon you. Hmm? Um, so. As I say, this, this is so central to our human life and our concerns, and so this is a way to, 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 to at the core of our very being, hmm, to, um, uh, in consideration of that, to, to grow in the direction of uh, bhakti. Instead of, for example, fasting, eating less, uh, you know, giving up things, and so forth, we add Krishna to our life. We'll depend upon you. Hmm? whatever he will provide. So, um, then, again, so anukul pratikul, accept what's favorable, reject what's um, unfavorable to bhakti. Um, this is a nice idea because uh, these two uh, aspects of Sharanagati, uh they relate to the kind of basic functioning of the, of the mind which accepts and rejects. That's what it does. I like this and I don't like that. It's in a simplistic way, but but in a rude way, really, how our mind works and how we build the world of our mind that that can't be sustained. Hmm. Um, We we like uh, something, we don't like another thing. We make a determination that this is hot and this is cold. We make a determination that something is good and another thing is bad, right? And then we live in the world of those goods and bads, happies and sads. They define us. You know, uh, what is who is uh, you know uh, somebody? You know, who, who is Swami? You know, he well, you say well. Well, he's the guy he likes to talk, you know, about Krishna. Um, you talk about what he likes and what he doesn't like, and you've got him, you know. That's what he is. What he likes, what he doesn't like. Hmm? Uh, his happies, his sads, his goods and bads are him or her. Hmm? But this him or her, this cannot be sustained. It cannot be maintained. We don't expect Krishna to maintain that false conventional sense of self and so with the function of the mind and you take this functioning which it's doing all the time and you you you, you utilize it you now allow it to continue to work instead of stopping the mind that's a formidable task altogether we don't try to stop the mind we don't try to stop using the senses or stop using the intelligence we let them be used by bhakti so they're functioning as they would ordinarily, but in relation to bhakti. They're being used by bhakti, and therefore they're not using us. Hmm? And creating a false sense of self that cannot be sustained, it cannot be maintained, it cannot be protected, that's proud to go through these things instead of humble, Hmm? that's doing its own bidding instead of atmanivedam. All these will come as we go through the description of the different uh, angas of sharanagati. Hmm? So what I mean is what? Well, you accept for your goods and your bads and your happies and your sads and so forth. Uh, if it's favorable for Krishna bhakti, I accept it. Like it may be bad from the point of view of my mind to um, to get up early in the morning or to uh, to, to fast on a the Or uh, There are a lot of uh, uh There's some discomfort. You should be prepared for that. We've signed on for some discomfort here in bhakti. You think, What what, what is bhakti all about? You say, "What's there's nothing to it. Just serve. Is that all there is? Just going to serve? Yeah, that's it. There's no. I mean, you know, like karma, jnana. They have these big things. You get you get something from karma, big things. You get money. You get go to heaven. You get from jnana. You get like these powers and and the power of renunciation and so forth. These are opulences. They stand out. Like wow, he's got something." If his ashram's got a lot of people, you think must be something going on there. Let's go. Wow, must be happening. Must be <laughs> if he, if it's if he's really renounced. Uh, a lot of knowledge that must really be. Uh, he must be really there or something like that. But Bhakti is so uh, uh, it's it's so simple. He's just a servant. That's all. So he has to suffer. You're not free from suffering. You're free from suffering, but not from pain. No, no. Suffering means attachment. That's what atta- that is. Suffering. Pain. We take pain for serving Krishna. That is no problem. And we feel it too, <laughs> but that's not a problem. If it's necessary for service, we don't seek it unto itself. We seek only the pleasure of Krishna. But if for His pleasure, in any particular instance. I have to suffer, or I have to detach, hmm? I have to reject something, then I will do that. And if, for Krishna service, I have to enjoy something, if I come to you and and and, and, and uh, say, please um, take this uh, this halava, I've offered it to Krishna, it's very nice, sweet, he loves it very much, this is his prasad. you please take it. And you say, actually, I'm fasting today. Hmm? You see, that becomes aparad to bhakti. Hmm? In the name of detachment, which would seem like a good thing, ordinarily, right? We even talk about it, right, to give up your attachment. So. But in the context, the detachment unto itself as a path can be contradict, can can be viruta, can be, uh, can be against bhakti in some instances. So, therefore, Rupa Goswami has explained, the eligibility for bhakti, for turning the path, one cannot be too inclined towards renunciation and too uh, adverse to enjoyment. Sometimes you have to enjoy a plate of halva. What can you do? <laughs> 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 so, And sometimes you have to fast also. Hmm? That's a, but for why? Well, hmm? so you're not really fasting, not really eating. In either case, you're honoring Krishna. Hmm? This is what it's about. We don't eat. We honor the prashad. Hmm? Hmm. We don't fast. We honor the day. Aikadasi e means the, uh, you know, Hari's day, twice in a month, the waning and the waxing of the moon on the 11th day. Aikadasi. E this is a this is a, tr- a tradition. So we are honoring Krishna. We're not thinking on fasting. Hmm? Hmm. This is very important point how you how you look at these things because we come to this path of bhakti. Having been having been um, moving along two different tracks, those tracks are boga and tiag, enjoying and renouncing. We enjoy, we take from the world, we exploit a thing, we get tired of it. We say, "Well, I'll never do that again." Next week we're again doing that thing, and this is so we are taking and we're renouncing taking and renouncing, and renouncing. Fosters taking and taking fosters renouncing. That's why we don't follow these paths unto themselves. You Do know? so you see the guy? He's standing there on one foot. There was a guy in Vrindavan? used to have. There was a guy used to stand on one foot. That mm-hmm. was what he did. And so, the more he stood on one foot, the more people came. Wow! He's standing on one foot. Wow. of course he kind of stood on one foot he had a little bit of a swing that he leaned on and he smoked a ton of ganja I talked to him he offered me some I said I don't, don't smoke I've done that I've been there so be honest about it no problem <laughs> so uh, so you know he stood there long enough until people just started coming and giving him money and that's all we built a big house for him and so forth I was serious. Yeah, well, there was a temple there too, but, you know. And then they had another bunch of people, and they all stood on one leg, and that's the true story. So the point is this: this viragya it will bring bhoga. Hmm? That's what it will bring. Yeah. It won't bring bhakti. Hmm? In and of itself, it won't bring liberation. Without some bhakti, there's no, there's no, there's no release from material existence. Hmm? Hmm? We'll do, we'll do renunciation. This will be our renunciation. If it's favorable if it's not favorable for Krishna bhakti, then. I will leave this side. Hmm. If it's favorable, I'll accept it. So, they, so we don't. They would the the tapasas, the the baragis, They would tell you, you know, you should give up your beads, give up your, the, you know, your uh, prashad. You should be fasting. What does Uddhava say in the Gita? Such an or in Bhagavatam. Uddhava Gita. It's in Bhagavatam. He says He says to Krishna. He says, and we will wear the vestments of you. Your vestments. Your clothes. Hmm? That's what we, that will be our renunciation hmm? it's a nice idea you know it's like you, you, uh, we take the remnants of krishna's food right we eat that that's what we that's how we sustain us so if we honor that as I said so udava was the the counselor of krishna oh such a dear he was a dear friend in mathura and dwarka of krishna the meeting of krishna and udava is so uh, so so touching and in the context of krishna's he wanting to send him back to Braj to bring a message. It's a beautiful leader. At any rate, he's such a confident uh, of, of Bhagwan. He says that, you know, this is my renunciation. I wear the clothes of Krishna, nothing else. Whatever Krishna hands me down, I wear that. That's my renunciation. And Krishna's of course, in Dwarka dressed like a king. You know? <laughs> this is my renunciation. <laughs> this is my tag. Anything that anybody can get from their renunciation more, I get like this. He is so nice. The path is so nice. It is is so user-friendly. Hmm. <laughs> <You see? laughs> yeah. And also for yourself. You can shop for Krishna. It can be bhakti. Shopping. Well, you know, that's like, I'm going to go out and shop or do something. Yeah. So, they can, so, it's very user-friendly. Anyway, so, anuku, pratiku. Hmm. Um, don't, because vairāgya, Undo itself, that will make the heart hard. So you have to be careful about that. The last thing you want is to harden your heart. Bhakti is about softening the heart. Hmm? You have to lighten up a little bit sometimes. Hmm? Krishna says it in the Gita. What does he say? Yukta haraviharasya, yukta What bodhi. What is it? Yukta yeah. chestas Yukta chestas He says, You should be regulated in your habits of eating, sleeping, and Recreation. So, you know, you have know, to sometimes tell a joke or two. And Prabhupada had, had a pocket full of them to pull out when he would relax sometimes. He could never get them, but,
1: <laughs> but he they, they
0: used to laugh at them quite a bit. So, so um it was a very light side to Prabhupada that, you know, many people didn't have the experience of and sometimes the, the picture of this painted of him is almost like, this. Wow, he's scary or something like that, but he was very, very, very warm and very relaxed and, uh, in many, in many respects. And, and, um you know, I remember just one incident, so, uh, we always used to take cold showers, you know, that was pretty, we thought that was pretty important to Bhakti. <laughs> <laughs> it's not found in the Bhakti Rasa Sindhu. It's one of the Angas of Bhakti. But in one of the temples, um, uh, uh, they, they, the, the leader sawed off with a hacksaw <laughs> the hot valve, you know. <laughs> it was in Chicago, you know. Oh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> It gets pretty cold there. yeah. So, but Anyway, we yeah, we did that regularly. And uh, one of my brothers asked Prabhupada once, he said, Prabhupada, you know, is it all right sometimes to take a hot shower? He said, how will you get clean? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't.
1: <laughs>
0: so this is another example of how you know, we come into Bhakti, we having been moving on these two tracks of bhoga and Tyag. Uh, uh karma and Gan you know and then then we come into the central stream of bhakti, but we gravitate towards karma, and Gan start to identify them as bhakti, and then the heart becomes hard, we become proud, we become rigid and so forth and uh, and it's counterproductive, so that's why we need good guidance uh, anu bhakti hmm? be free from this these two tracks. These karma and gyan, they have utility when they work in conjunction with bhakti. In other words, if, for the sake of bhakti, I give something up, renunciation is the corollary of of gyan, or for acquiring knowledge, I acquire knowledge of the form of Krishna, the leelas of Krishna, the qualities of Krishna. This kind of knowledge will automatically... In due course, give you knowledge of the difference between the self and the body. Yes, you're not the body. How will you find it out? Teaching isn't by taking a cold shower. I mean, and that has some. It's good for your health too, sometimes. But you know, you get old too, so <laughs> it works the other way. I keep that heart, you know, beating. Uh. <laughs> so. So it's very important we come to this, really understand um, bhakti. Hmm? And so this gan and, and uh, knowledge, renunciation, or, or or things acquiring, you know, these have some glare for us, some some attraction for us. Hmm? It, it, we, bhakti puts them in perspective, is is, is the point. Hmm? But it's hard to trace out what is that bhakti because you're just being a servant. That's all. Hmm? That's all it is. You signed on for slavery. That's all to do his bidding. This is, we come to that without unevading them. So at any rate, if we can practice in our mind, how to surrender. So you practice this: how to take my mental tendency, which is building a world, a false world of goods and bads, happies and sads, which is which is making a, a, an I, the my, my happiness, my. Sadness, my good, my bad, defines my I, what I am. Hmm? That I is a false I. Hmm? So, to take that tendency of the mind for acceptance and rejection, which it does at its core, and gives it to function in this way. I will accept what's favorable for bhakti. I will reject what's unfavorable for bhakti. What happens here is very quickly you are rising above the duality that's being created by... By choosing goods and bads um, that are informed by the mind, mm-hmm. very quickly you rise up or you come to Brahman, mm-hmm. non-duality, mm-hmm. And, the, and 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 then what's the position then of morality, for example? Then yeah, there's no difference between myself and someone else in, in, in one sense. We're all Brahman. Who's to steal from? You know, that's automatically resolved. Moral issues are resolved. Mm-hmm. By embracing the spirit of Vedanta in your bhakti Vedanta, so this is a practice. This is this is again. These are things that give us a handle on what does it mean to surrender. I know they say you know you're supposed to surrender, Prabhu. So you do whatever this guy says. Well, that might be. It might not be. You know, you're not sure about that sometimes. This is this is sure. If it's favorable for bhakti, if it's unfavorable, this is surrender. Hmm? sometimes what this guy tells you to do might not be favorable who knows even though he's your temple or whatever you know you have to be a little thoughtful you have to also we have to we have to be so involved in our sadhana that we actually know our temperature so to speak so we know I need to read now okay <laughs> you know, there's another example that comes to mind I was you know I was famous for distributing prophets books and so forth and so Prophet was in Los Angeles and and uh, they used to take the uh, Ramas or Magabha used to take the in the evening. To, at that time, uh, description of this many books were distributed today, you know, and so forth. And so, so I was sick, and I had like you know some kind of flu or something. I was, and, and we had a sick room at that time, and it was uh, behind the temple. And prophets' quarters were uh, kind of in that area, but separate. Um, but in order for Prabhupada to get to his garden, where he would sit in the, in the evening sometimes, he'd walk through this room. Hmm? So there I'm in a room, you know, and um, I'm reading the Krishna book, I think it was, reading the Krishna book. And, and in walks Prabhupada, right, to go to his garden, and I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm not out selling books. How embarrassing, you know. This is what I'm... I'm the temple, you know, leader guy telling me, This is it, you've got to be out there always, you know, selling the books, you know, this is what pleases Prabhupada, you know? I did plenty of it, but I mean you get like, God, some kind of guild complex or something. There's Prabhupada and I'm thinking, how embarrassing. I'm supposed, he's thinking he, I'm out there selling books and here I am, you know. Never mind, I'm sick, you know, <laughs> it's how, you know, you can lose your common sense sometimes as a youth in, in spiritual practice. <laughs> and so Prabhupada looks at me and says Hmm. Um, Oh, you're reading. Very good. Would you like to come to the garden with me? Oh, you're reading Krishna. Very good. I'm thinking, well, that was interesting. (laughs) Okay, you know, I thought I needed to read a little bit more and take some... I'm sick, for God's sake, you know. So you have to kind of tell your, your... It comes with age, too, but... <laughs> you know, tell your temperature, you know, and, and, and with, with regard to your spiritual practice, you may need association. You mean I said I've got to stop, I've got to go spend some time with, with the swami, or you know I've got to read now, I've got to chant more. You got to really get to the point where you are living your soul and that's what you do first and foremost, and everything else kind of fits around that, you know, right? You need to read and chant. Hmm. So you used your mind's tendency like this for acceptance and rejection hmm, wisely, and now I'm taking it another way, kind of what's favorable for me, for my bhakti, for my progress now. And you have to be you know honest about it and interested in it enough and, and absorbed in that enough, and you make a determination as a mature sadhaka, And the sadaka made you know, need to do this and need to, you know, not do that. So it's on that level as well. So anyway, this, Anukul Pratikul, this is part of Sharanagati. You see, it's giving us some practical kind of handle on an abstract idea, surrender. Hmm? This is the grace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Thakur Bhaktivyo. So then he goes, Rakshikshatati rakshik Vishvash. Oh, this is the next one. Raksh means protection, so Vishvash means Faith, the mood behind this that krishna is my protector this is what it means that krishna will be my protector so the mood of it is vishwas it means kind of a confidence vishwas means faith vish viś, means vishrambha it comes from this it's a kind of a confidence and it's this is this is this is prominent in the braj lila confidence it's the it's the pradan mool the root of sakirasa, which is you know the basic kind of entry level of of Goloka, even the dasa there is changed with <coughs> with friendship and so forth. Aho Bhagyam Ahu Bhagyam Nanda gopurva yad Yadmitram Paramanandam Purna Brahma Sanatanam. The Brahma said, Oh, there's everybody here. You are the purna brahma Sanatanam, the eternal reality, and everyone here knows you as their friend. Yadmitram Mitram I can't I can't fathom where I am, he said such a place. They have such intimacy with you. Friendship means intimacy. Friendship means we share. We can share completely with someone who's like us. So like mindedness. Hmm? So intimacy. This this is bishrumba. This means and it means I kind have a confidence. I have confidence. When you're with something with your friend, you you feel confident. And I and I can I can confide also. I can tell you what's on my mind. Hmm? And you will understand it. We're on the same page, right? Something like that. So, this is Sakuras is like this that Krishna and me, there's no difference. Hmm? We're buddies. We, you and I, we're, we're like, you know, um, chums. So we're, we, 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 we see things alike. Something like this. This kind of spirit. So, this is very much, this comes out when we talk about Rakshikshati for this aspect of, of Sharanagati. We find Leelas that very much uh, demonstrated, like Agha, Sura, Leela, that Krishna will protect me, Jeeva Goswami says, even though I don't know how, <laughs> I, I have firm vishvas, this is the spirit, It's kind of a conviction, faith, a conviction, this is the mood behind it. Krishna will protect me, even though I don't know how. Hmm? And so what happens is, however you get protected, you think, see, Krishna's protecting me. <laughs> and it's a fact. Hmm, why not? Eh? Hmm. They went into the mouth of Agasur. They thought, well, it looks like a far-hour thing to walk into that big snake's mouth. They thought it was a cave. It was, and we, got, we thought, let's go in it. And we realized it's a snake. But that could be problematic. But we already got attached to going into it because it looked like a fun thing to do. So let's go. Krishna will protect us. I don't know how, but he will. Right? And this is played out in Agasur, this this uh, Rakshikshatati Some Sometimes, well, one time one of my Gābhadas asked Pujhupāda Śrīdhā about um, if he could wear a stringa kawacha. It's like a, a little, a little, uh, what would you call it? Uh? It's a little container, like, and they put a string on it around your arm and in that you put a mantra, right? So he wanted to put Nunasingha mantra. Nunasingha is uh, a fierce, uh, you know, face of Krishna, if you will. It's a very special avatar, Nunasingha. He's a sad for all opulences. Prahlad, his Ishta Devata was Krishna. You can find it throughout Bhagavata. Hmm? He prayed to Krishna, and Krishna appeared as Nunasingha. Hmm? Anyway, that's a nice topic. We have to come here sometime. Yeah in May and talk about that for a week or so. But anyway, so he said, you know, I want to wear this for, you know, protection. Um, he's bhakti vinashana, So he destroys impediments to bhakti. Ganesh, you know Ganesh? Son of Shiva. He's attached to the feet of Narasimha. That's his deity, Ganesh. And so... He 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 removes obstacles on the course of perverty marg, acquiring material life. The people you know, every businessman got and then he's got a Ganesh in his office. Please move the impediments that I might become successful in my business and so forth. So on the higher side then this uh, another singer is removing obstacles to bhakti.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm? Nice. Huh? So anyway. He said, Can I wear this? And he said, Well, actually we're we just I uh, invoke Krishna Nam and we invite adversity. Hmm? That is the power of Krishna Nam. So, so this idea of Krishna will protect me. Hmm? And, and Prahlad was thinking, Prahlad wasn't thinking, I hope Nishringa will protect me. He thought, Krishna will protect me. And see how he arranged it. He's, he can do that. So, uh, therefore, we should uh, even in the context of Vaishnavism, where we have God manifest as Ram, the Sringha, Vamana, and so forth, uh, uh, we talked about appreciating all the gods and goddesses, so all the avatars also we shall appreciate in the context of worshipping Krishna and making him our Ishta Devata. In other words, we'll see you Nanasingha know, in relation to Krishna. We'll see Vamana in relation to Krishna. You know, if you go you touch the Bhagavatam and you think, this is a book about Krishna and and Sridhar and Swami's commentary was so much appreciated by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He was a devotee of Narasimha, so Narasimha, please you, you bless me that I may understand the Bhagavatam like, like in a way that would be pleasing to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And so we employ, if you will, Narasimha or whomever in, a, in our in, a, in, a, in, a, in the Krishna bhakti that we are involved in. It's very pleasing to them. So we'll see the different avatars in this um, light and, and, um, and they'll be appreciating appreciative of the fact that we're seeing him in that light. After all, Krishna is the source and so forth. So for our protection, then, nobody else. Uh, only Krishna. Mm-hmm. And um, how he'll do it, this is a jiva la says, well, we don't know, but he will. This is a, so it's a kind of a confidence. And uh, so you develop that kind of mood. And then uh, what uh Gopatri Tata, we talked about that. Ah uh, Atmanikshet Pakarpani, So we've gone through what four, right? Anuku, pratiku, favorable, unfavourable, accepting Krishna as my protector, embracing Krishna as my maintainer, that's four, and Atmanikshetpani, Shatbidhas Ran Agati, this means to it it means uh, self surrender so things like well it's a little redundant sometimes it sounded i thought it was surrender sharanagati so it means this as i said the center fold or centerpiece of sharanagati is a mood of dependence in Atmanic shape or atmanivedam, it means it means nama this is what it means nama not me hmm? it's a, it's a, it's it it, it it involves doing the bidding of another So it's one thing to accept Krishna as my maintainer, and it's another thing within the context of that to do only what his bidding. So it's a, you see, it's a removing of the ego of my doing, and I only do what he does, or wants. And of course that will be, we will get some good idea about that from our guru. Right, who represents Krishna what do, what would you like me to do hmm? that's a good question that Prabhupada used to say that's the only question I asked what service you know what what, what is he saying what how can I serve you something like that this is idea of that uh, nama you know it, it mean it, this is what it means not when we do the Namaskar Namaste it means not me hmm? it's not about me. I think uh, maybe Mongol Nanda has a song like that not mm-hmm. about you or something. So, uh, this is adhmanivetanam. You can tell them that. Um, the spirit of it. And then it ends here with, what? Dainyam. Humility. So, this, this is a um, kind of a big thing for Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Aishnamism. laid a lot of emphasis on humility, as you know. He said, this is the decorum, this is, you know, this is, these are the, uh, how you should conduct yourself in the context of chanting, such that you will get praying. peace, sunyachana, among other things, he said, you should be humble like the grass. If you step on it, it just stays down, it doesn't say, hey, who do you think you are stepping on me like that? It just bends. Hmm? So to be humble, but not be humble before anything, humble before Krishna. Hmm? is the idea. Humble before the represent, representative of Krishna. It may take a dynamic shape. You might have to sit above everybody else in the name of humility because that's you've been asked to do. Hmm? To teach, something like that. Right? Hmm? Looks like he's not very humble. Why is he sitting six inches above everybody else? Uh, i tell you, it's not comfortable up here. <laughs> I, I can tell you that. Uh, it, you know, so... <laughs> Anyway, so humility. I mean, Mahababu really uh, emphasized this. And when we see how the environment spoke to him and he listened. We should think about that also. How many times have you seen grass and how many blades have you walked on? How many times? is this verse that's so central to his teaching. Come on your mind. You have to walk across the grass to come here. Hmm? Just bending and you're not thinking. Mahaprabhu stepped on the grass and the grass said, Why aren't you humble like me? He thought, Yeah, you're right. Wow. Hmm? This is how tuned in he was, you see. The nature is speaking to us. Hmm? It's pointing the way, so to speak, yeah, in some respects. Hmm? If you have the right... Uh, if you're in the right space, then you can kind of read the even inanimate world in, in this way. So this, if everything becomes... You know, I point when the consciousness is really alive everything becomes alive by it that's the whole idea of Vrindavan, everything's alive so the grass spoke to him why aren't you humble he took this verse to chaitanya mahaprabhu he he gave instructions to you know hragnathdas kuswami a very prominent uh, devotee of chaitanya mahaprabhu he's the projan tatvad charjan means he kind of presides over uh, in a sense, the the ideal, the goal, the brajlila, hmm. this uh, prayojan, the fruit of, of bhakti. Hmm. Uh, his writings are about that. Hmm. So, he has a very important position in Chaitanya Sampradaya. He was living in Puri with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he asked, he was put under the care of Srupa Damodar, who was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's secretary. We asked, Svarupa can I please get a one or two list, this instructions directly from the mouth of Chaitanya Dev? So Svarupa says, Raghunath Das would like to hear something directly from you. And Mahaprabhu said, he doesn't get it, does he? I've put him under you, because you know more than me, Svarupa. I've come here to learn about Radha's Ball from you, and you are the sake. Who knows that? It was the fullest extension of that. I'm on, I'm your student actually. This is the esoteric idea here. And I put him under your care. I'm not cheating you by putting you under his care. Hmm? Well, he will learn more from him. I'm trying to learn. He will learn more from you. I'm trying to learn from you. The same principle extends also to the idea of the guru. Hmm? We think, Krishna says, no, you will learn more from the guru than from me directly because he is a manifestation or she is a manifestation of myself that is just Package just for you. That's why he or she is your guru. Hmm? Just package for you. I mean, I'm the, the guru. Textbook says I'm guru everywhere, hmm? but so many different local. There's Samasti guru and Vyasti guru. Samasti, the macrocosmic, you know, guru. We say guru is one. Krishna is the guru, but it locally manifests. Hmm? Samasti Guru Tattva, Pyasti Guru Tattva, so locally, each individual and, uh, that, that, that is represented. And then this is, um, means you will find somewhere someone that, who is just meant for you. That's, this is then a, a particular delegation of Krishna. So you will get more there. Pay attention there. Krishna is nowhere more than there. So Raghnathas was told by Sri that, well, you know, this is what he said. And so again, he pushed a petition. Him later on, anyway, Mappu said, okay, look, I'll tell you. Bring me I'll tell him something. Hmm? He said, Raghnath, don't wear fancy clothes. Hmm? Don't eat fancy foods. Don't talk with ordinary people about ordinary things. Hmm? In your mind, always worship Radha and Krishna. And go to Srupa, he'll tell you the rest. <laughs> he said, he'll tell you all the details. And then, Mahaprabhu said, trinadapi Amanina-manadina, kirtaniya You'd think, here he is, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he's talking to the prayojan Tattvacharya, he's going to tell him something really deep and esoteric, and he said, be humble like a blade of grass. Hmm? Cultivate this kind of humility and tolerance. Give respect to others. Expect no honor for yourself. Chanting in this way, you will get praying very quickly. hmm? So don't skip over this verse. You think, I want the more esoteric topics hmm? that will make, you know, I'll have all kinds of transformations. My limbs will extend and my hairs will stand on end. But if we're not ready to bend... Like this, like a blade of grass. Don't expect that uh, those other types of movements to be forthcoming. Hmm? So this is where we should, if, if we should, we should, we should. That uh, like here's our goal. Here's where we are, and here's the interim. Hmm? Interim goal. Hmm? We we look at that interim goal in terms of attaining the goal, Here. Yeah, the the ideal. These two things are important, of course. To know the goal and know where you are. Like if you go into the mall and you want to go somewhere, here's the map. and so You want to go, there it is, it's up here, the top floor, and you are here. Hmm? Both things you have to know. If you know where you are, you don't know where to go, Then if you know where the ideal is, and you don't know where you are, <laughs> you're never going to get there. right? So you have to know where to go. This is, for, with good guidance, we get some idea. I want to go there. Where do we want to go? You want to go to the Bragilila. Where do you want to go? Gopal Champu Jivu Goswami is written beautifully on all the Leelas of Krishna. There's no more beautiful book in Gaudiya Sampradaya than Gopal Champu. Hmm? This is the masterpiece, the magnum cum, what is it called? Magnum Opus. Magnum opus. okay, of Goswami. Yeah, if you want it in Latin. And <laughs> it's so, you know, so, I mean, the way he, the way he, tells the, the lila there. It's just so compelling. So much he brings out, so much bhava. Hmm? And and at the end he says, so I have laid all these bhavas, pick which one you want, and then and, and go there. Take the practices to go there. Take your choice. But, and he basically he's let out sakya, matsalya, madhurya. In our group, we emphasize sakya, Nityananda Prabhu's emphasis, Mahabhartha's emphasis, madhurya. Mm. go there. This is the goal. It's not a big mystery, okay? Basically. Yeah. And, the, and of course, then who you're with, who you, what saints you'll be influenced by, that will be, that will be very um, instrumental in arriving at this. So you, 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 anyway, at least in some general way, don't. I want that. I say, we don't want to go to Bhai mm. We don't want Sharanagati as a practice unto itself this We want it as an angalim of bhakti to help us to go there. Hmm? There and then where we are. Hmm? And then you have to focus your attention where you are with a view to go where you want to go, both things. Very important to know where you are. That A lot of people miss that point. That's a big problem, right? That's a big problem. Hmm? So anyway, these are a few words about Sharanagati. Any question? <coughs> I a question.
1: The question I had this morning that was somewhat clarified now, as we're speaking, it's about the difference between uh, Krishna being the maintainer and being the protector. You said that in Vashnava, the Vijayavashnava, the most yeah. important one is that he's the maintainer. Yeah. And then you mentioned in another branch or something, he's a
0: Ramanuja, Ramanuja Sampradaya. Ramanuja.
1: Mm-hmm. How these two similar and different at the same time?
0: Well, it's really simple. I mean, the devotees ask us all the time. So it's just, you almost practically look in the dictionary. What's the difference between maintenance and protection? Hmm. So uh, you you, you, you don't look at your um, job that maintains you, let's say, hmm, in the same way that you look at your, um, you know, your alarm in your car that protects you from your car being stolen or something like that, or you know, you decide which neighborhood to live in hmm? because you know there's a good whatever police force or something like that, or what country to live in or whatever. So protection and maintenance they are distinct things. Hmm? If you, you you can you can you can be uh, if you're not being maintained. <laughs> then, What's you know you don't need any protection. <laughs> so if you, you know, if you if you can maintain yourself, then there are things to protect too, right? So that's just the basic difference. Another question.
1: Yeah. Well, being the case that um, is, it, is it protection also in the case that you think like okay, I have this lifetime to practice bhakti. But in but to some degree it, it appears that that's dependent on my body and my, my mind function you yeah. um, know so uh, but then again at the same time we're also cultivating you know the idea that the body itself you know the body's not the self the mind's not the self but it appears that <laughs> at the same time it has an importance. <laughs> So is is
0: the protection of is it is it of the body and mind for the maintenance of the? Oh well, yeah. So you don't have a body. That's what you don't understand. You have a sadhakadeha. So that's a different thing. That belongs to Krishna. You when we take initiation, you get a sadhakadeha. It's not a bada bada jeev body. Goswami was told by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you cannot. He was going to throw his body under the rathyatra, or the rath cart. And yeah, it's kind of a suicide because he was afraid Mahaprabhu would embrace him because he had experience in the past. Mahaprabhu embraced him. And at this time, he had all these open sores that had broken out on his body. And he thought, I can't allow that to happen. Mahaprabhu was affectionate. He may grab me, like, and nah, I will be offensive. So I'll throw myself under the Rathiyantra cart. This was his plan. And Mahaprabhu, was, uh, in his omniscience, said, Don't do that. This body doesn't belong to you. Hmm? I'm, I'm. I'm sustaining that body had work for that he embraced him and all the sores went away so you kind of have to start to, if you really are in, in absorbed in the in, in the life of a sadhaka then you will see you need to protect your your body you need some protection within you know within reason some 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 maintenance and so forth and and every every whether it be a householder or a monk there's some level of maintenance and sustenance that is is uh, allowable, is, is is required. And it'll be a little different for different people. Some people are big, you know, high rollers, and some people aren't. That's their physio, you know, psychological makeup. Every householder, for example, isn't the same. Some need, you know, to do the same things they need that others do. They need, uh, you know, different arrangements and so forth. So, But everybody has to be honest hmm, at the same time. So there's something to be said for... For the, you know, you're thinking, well, does this maintenance mean I'm going to, he's going to maintain my soul, or is he going to maintain my body? Is he going to protect my soul, or protect me in my practices, or is he going to actually protect my body and so forth? Well, what I'm saying to you is, that at a certain point, the two kind of merge to an extent. The more the sadhaka deha actually becomes engaged in sadhana. Hmm? And then both things. Therefore, we find instances. For example, yoga bahami bahamiham. We find in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna chintayantam ye yoga They don't yoga chayam. They don't. They don't. They aren't engaged in. In, in um, what does it say earlier? He says in the second chapter. Was that verse? Anyway, same thing. The, the, the sustenance, preserving what you have, carrying what you lack. Then you think, well what does it mean a man? Does he does he preserve what I have? in that verse it's, the idea is played out. He actually takes care of the devotees' body. You know, the story of the the man who was a Gita Bhakta and he's right he wrote across up the word Bahami, he wrote Karomiaham. He said he gets it done. He doesn't do it himself. He doesn't carry personally what they lack and preserve what they have. He gets it done through some agent or something. This is Krishna after all. Then the guy went out. He was a Brahmin He was very poor. He went and begged in the market. He didn't get anything. Hmm? Um, what happened? He, uh, he came
1: back home and his wife had a big meal.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came back home and his wife had a big meal. He said, where'd you get that? She said, oh, that boy that you, that you sent here has, has got it. But why did you, you know hit him in the head because he had a scratch on his head. Mm. He said, what are you talking about? I am not scratch. And he, he just kind of scratched his own head. And he went in and, and um, he opened his Bhagavad Gita and there he saw the word that he had written in. Karomi was crossed out and Bahami was written back in. And he realized, oh, when I crossed out the word in the Gita, that was a scratch on his head and the Krishna actually appeared. He brought the vegetables to my house. Hmm? He's personally carrying what I lack. Hmm? Hmm? And he's telling me, don't cross out the words in the Bhagavad (laughs) Gita. I'm there in those texts, something like that. So this is an instance, you know, it's extreme instance, of course, but this is the the teaching. So the more that your sadhaka-deha, your body as a practitioner, hmm, the more that your senses and your mind are engaged in what your guru has given you, the import of Krishna-nam, and the mantra and so forth. Then, the more that body is taking on a, actually a, a spiritual quality. Therefore, it's very difficult to you know, understand what is spiritual. <laughs> you think it's some kind of ghost or something like that. It's, uh, it's very different. So, what else? Another question? Yes.
1: Uh, it seems that there can be some conflict when we try to follow the how to say those principles of, of surrender. And the example that you gave—that uh, sometimes our leader or authority can tell us, "Well, you should do this," but we feel that more uh, more favorable for our development will be to, for example, study. You know. And, but on the other hand, we can think, "Well, if Krishna, we have this conviction that Krishna provides everything and, and you know takes care of us and protects us, and we should be also humble." So it it seems like there can be some conflict and uh, and and.
0: What we should decide to do. Mm-hmm. So we well, yeah, those are the kind of problems that, those are the kind of goods and the bads that we talked about a little bit the other day that come with institutions. Because bhakti, it's pretty hard to institutionalize, but then if you do form an institution around it, it can help people to get involved. Hmm? Uh, but then it can, you know, it can there can be a conflict, it can break down at a certain point also. Um, uh, so, you know, one has to be. Uh, Has to be wise. One has to be honest. One has to be sincere. And there are those are not problems that are going to go away in 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 the uh, in any kind of institutionalization of bhakti. Um, So better to be aware of them. And then, you know, when you when you um, uh, are in a situation, for example, let's say you're living in an ashram and the person in charge of the ashram says, "Okay, you know, I want you to do this today." Like for myself. I live in an ashram, and I have you know students living in an ashram, and I tell them that it's your business to tell me. Hmm? I'll tell you to do what you know what, what I want, but but you're my arms, you're my legs. Tell me if you're tired, you know, if you need rest, tell me about it, and I'll say I'll take some rest. You know, you're you know. So I look at them all as my my extensions of myself, and uh, I want them to be fit, and that means that I, I, I say, look, I want here, I want you to do this, but above that, I, I want you to tell me, yes, Guru Maharaj, I'll do whatever you say, but I want you to be aware of this. I didn't sleep for the last two nights because we were doing this and that and so forth. and So, oh, okay, then don't do that. I'll get somebody else to do it. Hmm? So, you want in, in an institution, you want to create that kind of environment where the students, for example, feel comfortable Saying what they need, and of course, you said, No, you don't need that if they're ex- in, in excess or something like that. Or you sometimes say, I don't care if you didn't sleep for two nights, we're not sleeping for a third night, you know. We got to do this now. Okay. But most of the time, anything that has to be done could be done another way, could be done by somebody else.
1: Hmm?
0: Quite often, there, there are ways around it, you know. So you need to create an environment in an institution where there, there's that kind of rapport. Not where the guru says, do this, and you think, okay, the guru asked me to do this, I guess I should be able to do it. Uh, you know, and then you get all into some, you know, neurotic state and so forth, and, and then you, I couldn't do it, I, I'll leave, you know, I should commit suicide, I couldn't do it, the guru, why don't you just tell me you couldn't do it, you know, I mean, (laughs) you know, I'll give you something else to do, you know, you can hear, you know, dream about Krishna, you know, you know, read about Krishna. It's, my business as a teacher, it's only to get up, keep everybody engaged. The engagements are pretty relative. If you want to know the truth, hmm? you can do it this way, that way, or the other thing. I'm creating things for people to do. So hey, I could create something else. You know, I do it another way. Thing is, it is to be engaged in Krishna's service. That's all. So we want the devotees to be you know mature enough to to set boundaries and say these are my limitations. It's better to know your limitations. And have that above board, and then because and go from there, hmm? right? Then work on that makes sense. Then you'll progress. So you need to create that kind of um, environment, that kind of rapport. Hmm? Um, and like I say, for me, it's like, you know, this is my arm, this is my leg. Over here's my right arm, here's my left arm. This is my eyes, and so. I want to know if you, if you need glasses. Let me know, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, we don't say, you know, okay, just chant Hare Krishna, and and you, and Krishna will protect you. And so, we don't have any health insurance. You know, no. it's also if they said you have to invoke God he helps him, he helps himself. You have to use your your brain, and you know, and, and and do things wisely, and and be practical, and so forth. So that's the way we do it. <laughs> Because we've been through that one other, that other situation. You know? <laughs> so, wouldn't want to do that to somebody else. Yes, another question? Yes. I don't have a, a specific question. When you talked about the principle of the soft heart, that
1: yeah. really, really
0: spoke to me. That softened your heart, huh? I guess
1: so. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> I've heard that before many times, and it didn't, uh, didn't catch my attention, like, Today, mm-hmm. that really uh, just the whole. I got the feeling of uh, uh, allowing some type of vulnerability. Yeah. You know,
0: as to help with the process and Baki, um, and so that you know moved me on some level. So I was thinking maybe you can just come a little bit more on that, but I don't have anything specific. Just yeah. Well. I don't know. That just really me. appreciate. Yeah, bring that up. It's, it's, it does feel good when I say it too. Um, it softens my heart when I say it. So, um, yeah, we are vulnerable. That's a fact. Hmm? We are. We are. Not only are we vulnerable because um, our defense system or our resources are flawed. Hmm? You know, our senses are flawed. Our intellect is limited, and so forth. Our mind is is um, is not a perfect instrument for for knowing and going where we want to go, but Beyond that, um, all these counterfeit forms of currency that we have in our pocket that won't buy us any real estate in a land where there's no death, that won't build a house made of bhakti unto themselves. Besides that, we ourselves, this is a, a part of the teaching, are inherently flawed as a unit of consciousness. Otherwise, why we're in this situation we're tatastas, so we're marginal, we we have a tendency to be in this situation. Once, once you get out, you won't, but we have a tendency to be in this situation, so we are. And um, and and it's in bhakti is not our right. So it's a it's it's a grace, it's a gift, it's not our right. It's not that I deserve it or anything like that. It's actually you're constituted of little sat Not sundini, some bit and hadini, which makes up the Golok and the Bhaktun and so forth. Hmm? It's a super Sunday, super existence, super Sunday, super knowing, haladini, super ecstasy. You don't have that within you. As it, you know, that, that's you're made of satshit and ananda. The ingress of surup Shakti hmm, into the jeev then enables one to function in that realm. So it's a gracious grant we get through the Guru Parampara, through bhakti. Bhakti is manifestation of Krishna's Swarup Shakti. So we are very vulnerable. We're very, we're very, we're very um, much uh, dependent entities in every respect. But our material condition, you know, in our Western upbringing, really fosters this idea of independence and rugged individuality and, and so forth. That's one of the reasons why Eastern thought it seems so, for, for centuries, has seemed so foreign. To the to the Western uh, mind, it's a very different um, mindset. So, yeah, we are very vulnerable. Um, we are very much dependent entities, and and the practice of bhakti is meant to is, is meant to give us strength by helping us to acknowledge that. Okay. In other words, the more you acknowledge your weakness, actually, the stronger you become. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and like people say, well, I don't mind if you believe in God. If you need that, you know, I don't need it. But if you need it, it's not a problem. If you need a crutch like that to walk, then that's fine. But I, I don't need it personally. But the difference between such people and ourselves is, is they need it too, but they don't recognize it. That's all. They're super weak. Hmm? I mean, how dependent we are. It's, 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 un, you know, how small we are. I gave that that example. I saw somebody sent me a video of this. Video of it. Here's the here's the earth, you know, and then here's the next biggest planet, and here's the next one, here's the sun, and these are getting bigger and bigger, and then there's some other star that you, know, you ain't never heard of. It's this, 10 times the sun, here's one 100 times that one. It goes to all the biggest, uh, you know, known bodies, celestial bodies, to the astronomers, and it gets to the biggest one that they know about, that they have, you know, measured or whatever. Then it shows the Earth again, and it's just like this little dot on the screen, and you think maybe maybe I'm supposed to rub that off or something. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: right.
0: That's Earth, you know. And there we are, and we're like you know one person in one country and uh, so forth. Uh, in one body, we're so small, we're so vulnerable, hmm? we're so much dependent. So this kind of thinking is very. Very, uh, very useful, very helpful. It's very feminine, also, hmm? and that's that's, uh, that's we say that the self is 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 prakriti, our prakriti but it has more of a feminine uh, uh, nature, hmm? and um, and so you know, bhakti is very much about cultivating that, and oftentimes it's it's portrayed otherwise, like even that, that's why the sannyas can seem like a little bit artificial to bhakti because it's like this it's kind of like virile, you know. There he is, you know. Uh, you know. Or, uh, anyway, it, it's like you know. Well, sunyass is part of the gyan marg. It is very virile. It's very uh, uh, masculine and it's very um, uh, individual. And um, it, it's uh, it's uh, it's gyan marg means you know you have knowledge. You renounce. It's it's a, it's a self asserting position. That's why I say it's a ruse in Bhakti. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a sannyasi, but he did what his mother told him to do. You know what kind of a sannyasi is, is that? So we follow in his footsteps. That we, we you know we take sannyas. Not, I'm not dressed in tree bark here. You know, <laughs> that, you know it's one color or whatever. It's a couple shades of it, but uh, <laughs> but you know it's all. Of the, but we, we have this nice. Um, Paratmanishtam. It's a nice... When Prabhupada gave us sannyas, you know, and he would give us, us a... Besides the mantra and so forth, in, in any particular instruction, he would give us a, a verse from a Bhagavatam, 11th canto, that speaks about the... Uh, what where Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur took his idea for Vaishnava sannyas from. It's a chapter about a fellow who, who, who took sannyas. And there the word is used, Paratmanishtam. So... The sannyas is is in, in bhakti has a positive connotation. It's 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 nishtam to be fixed in relation to Bhagawan his service and so forth. So it's a it's a kind of a pretense. It's not really the the, the um, you know, here we are. I mean we we, we 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 have to think about all kinds of things that householders think about, you know, take care of the deity in the temple, we gotta pay his bills, we've got to shop for him and all these things. So it's, it's, uh, people will look, that's why people looked at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the sannyasi, and said, What kind of sannyasi is this? You know, he's conducting himself very differently. So, so it's, uh, he did that for the sake of, of canvassing, and so, because people would respect the sannyasi. Oh, he's renounced. And so, he dressed up like a sannyasi, but then again, if you look carefully, he did what his mother told him to do. So, what kind of sannyasi is that? So, um, so even this then then that's why some people object sannyas and bhakti marg this is part of gyan-marg, that hardens the heart, you know and so forth, so we've kind of modified it that way and uh and here you have sannyasi's talking about softening the heart uh, so it's very important it's very very important um and and then that shows up uh, you know in relation to one another this is a very this is a, this is a gracious grant where like you know. The, 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 we're all here for, by some grace, and so we don't have any right to be here. So what right do we have to pronounce on other people, uh, whether they should be here or not, or to what extent? we be a little cautious about that. We think, well, you know, Krishna sent this person here. I don't know, you know, why? We, you know, and there's all kinds of crazy people in this movement, too. That's a fact, um, but what can you do? Uh, you know you might keep a distance from some of them because their example may not help you but we have to be very generous in our dealings because we've been dealt with very generously if you understand what's happened to you it's extremely generous Um, so we should cultivate that mood and and, and what to speak of jiva kindness to other people kindness to other devotees that doesn't mean you don't tell devotees what, what you need to hear sometimes or something I mean, I'm doing that here, I think, but, but you know, kindly, <laughs> with the feeling for everyone and so forth. So this is very, very important to have a soft heart. And it, it will very much show up then in, in dealings with one another. And, um, you know, everything, this all, everything work out like that. You try to do that. If everybody tries to do that, then what's the problem? You will never have any problem. That's where the rules are just forgotten about. Mars told me he said you want to know what Vrindavan is go to the Howrah train station that's in Calcutta when that train stops then everybody's like I'm going to get in first you know' there's like 10,000 people trying to get in the same door you know he says, you go to the Howrah train station in Calcutta and think if all this was reversed out and the 10,000 people said you first no you first <clears throat> oh you first like that and the train just waited <laughs> Right? See, this is this idea of Vrindavan. Mm-hmm. So if everybody... Is this that hard to do? You know, you do that, then what are the rules? You can't go here, you can't go here, you can't come there, we should be careful about this. What do you to Protect yourself from somebody like that. Hmm? And this is the mandate, actually. You stand bhakti. So all of a sudden, all the boundaries, all the borderlines, all the rules and all, they're just like out the window, hmm? yeah. in a sense, because they're fulfilled. Hmm? By this. I everybody doesn't do it, so that's the problem. you know. But still, you do it. Hmm? You do it. And example speaks louder than precept, right? Hmm? Some people won't listen to, to philosophy and they got it all wrong. Hmm? You try, you realize, okay, anyway, you go, so you win. Hmm? How's that? You win. Hmm? I'll sign a paper.
1: <laughs> you
0: win. That made, that made. And they may think, Geez, well, maybe I was wrong. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, he did have some good arguments after all. And, and, and so, so that kind of thing. We, does that help? Something about it. And we should be very generous with one another. Yes?
1: Does uh, the word sharanagapi break down into smaller words? And what does it mean?
0: Okay. Well, it means, um, sharanam means like to take shelter. Hmm? Oh, okay. That's yeah. what it means. Like in Gita. Krishna says sarva dharman mam mamekam sharanam." sometimes it's the same word is called prapati sarana, uh, it means it means it just means to take shelter mm-hmm. hmm? and that's why it's the center of it is this mood of dependence for my maintenance I'm taking shelter of another does that help?
1: yeah you already mentioned that yeah
0: Okay. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Isi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai. Isi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai. <laughs> oh, i Oh, oh the
1: people.